Welcome back, everyone, to Real Presence Live. Father Jason Leffer and Father James Gross visiting with you today and joining you from the Diocese of Fargo, and we're grateful that you are joining us today. Before we head into our next segment, I want to invite you to visit our website, realpresenceradio.com, for even more great content. You can listen to programming from your local area, find a podcast if you missed one of the daily shows, and I also like to remind people to double-check on the broadcast schedule so that you can make sure to uh, catch the great programming not only during the week, but also on the weekends. You can also submit a prayer intention for Prayerfully Yours and see the latest cancellations and announcements that are coming with coronavirus precautions. You can also uh, keep track of um, other things with regard to the uh, the, the schedule of uh, the, the programming and uh, remember also the encore presentations that are available on Saturdays of the Real Presence Live programs that are broadcast throughout the week. So that uh, website, once again, is realpresenceradio.com. Well, higher education has been struggling as as much as anybody with regard to how to figure out continuing to go on in the midst of this pandemic. And we're grateful to have somebody who is really at the forefront of uh, giving us a perspective of this. Father James Burns, the president of St. Mary's University of Minnesota, is joining us. Welcome to Real Presence Live, Father. Great to be with you. Thanks so much. We appreciate your uh, time, and, and first of all, uh, can you just uh, tell us a little bit uh, about yourself and uh, the order that you are a part of and um, uh, the amount of time that you've been uh, there at St. Mary's? Sure. So um, I'm uh, originally from Minnesota and um, from St. Paul's uh, Minneapolis area, and I belong to a secular institute called the Institute for Winter's Day, um, and it is a, an institute uh, uh, are committed to um, kind of a spirituality of uh, uh, peacemaking and, and simplicity of life, and yet at the same time we are, as priests, we're out in the world uh, working side-by-side side with folks, and and um, while we have our, our community uh, comes together uh, for prayer and, and for meetings every month, uh, we are expected to be out kind of um, rubbing shoulders with everyone else in the world, kind of evangelizing in that way by our presence. So, um, mm-hmm. And uh, so it's, it's, it's been a really uh, great blessing for me to be part of that uh, that community. I am originally a priest of St. Paul, Minneapolis, um, and have been a priest uh, coming up now on 27 years, <clears throat> and uh, have been working in the, the, for the last couple of years, I've been working at St. Mary's University of Minnesota, which is located in two dioceses, in uh, Winona, Rochester, and also in um, St. Paul, Minneapolis, uh, Minneapolis campus we have there. Um, and so I've been very blessed to be back. I had previously worked at Boston College for eight years, um, both in administration, um, in mission and ministry, and then as a dean of a college for six years. So um, mm-hmm. it's been great to be back and back in Minnesota and also to be uh, at the University um, yeah. of St. Mary's and uh, doing my work there as president for the last two years. Uh, Father Burns, you not only uh, have that responsibility in administration, but I understand that you also know a little bit about... Uh, the psychological things of life, too. Yes, absolutely. Yes. So I've been a um, psychologist uh, as well. I'm, I'm licensed in, in several states, including Minnesota, and uh, have practiced uh, psychology, uh, worked in, in several clinics as part of my training. And um, more recently, though, I have um, not been doing as much in, in, in terms of uh, working with uh, privately with patients or, or with hospitals or clinics, although I still can do that. But I've been more recently working with some um, religious orders and um, helping them 
uh, with various things uh, from, for instance, testing and assessment for people looking to join an order um, or as um, other situations come up just to kind of help, um, you know, navigate and negotiate communication amongst individuals and whatnot uh, that just like all of us deal with, they deal with it too. So mm-hmm. I've been happy to help those religious communities. It's been a real grace and a blessing for me to actually apply my um, psychological uh, training uh, directly with folks in the church. That is wonderful. And for those uh, listeners who are unfamiliar with the area where the main campus of St. Mary's University is located, it's a, a beautiful, historic uh, river city along the Mississippi River there in, in Winona. Now, we'd like to just uh, ask you to um, kind of uh, recap for us, I suppose it would be like a month, month and a half ago, you know, how those uh, decisions came about, what it was like for you to be in the mm-hmm. spot of having to figure out... Um, you know, just what to do, you know, for sending the students home, how to how to continue the spring semester, uh, questions like those. Sure, sure. Well, you know, none of these uh, uh, questions had easy answers to them, and um, we deliberated long and hard. I have a, a leadership group that um, we immediately sat down as soon as we learned um, the the nature of the pandemic and, and what, was, what was going to be happening uh, in the United States. We sat down and started to meet every morning, uh, five, five of my key administrators uh, with me, uh, determining what, what steps should be taken with regard to St. Mary's. And what we wanted to do was we want to make sure in, in some of these things, because they're, they're so critical, uh, we're looking at the health and safety of our students, first and foremost, and then as well, our, our faculty and staff, and especially those more, more vulnerable um, that have been deemed more vulnerable, if you will, by the CDC and others, so we want to be very mindful of that as with any decision we made, but also not be precipitous. We wanted to be prudential in our judgment about um, how soon to enter in and, and how quickly to go. So one of the things that I had mentioned to our small team was that while we don't necessarily want to be the first ones out of the gate on some of this because that might be imprudent, um, we don't want to be the last ones reacting either because that might be equally imprudent. So kind of almost uh, in, in a sense of virtue, which is a big initiative on our campus, um, expressing and extolling the virtues, we want to uh, be in the middle um, and, and, and make the best judgments that are the sound, most sound and safest for everyone while also maintaining instructional delivery and making sure the students get what they need. So part of that was really deciding... Um, not not too long into a March, I believe it was around a March 15th when we made uh, the decision that we would need to be going all online um, and with instructional delivery and send our students home. And so we made that decision, and we wanted to make sure the students had enough time to gather some of their things up. Um, we didn't know at that point if we'd be coming back, so we told them it would be about three weeks until after Easter, um, so that they could prepare themselves and, and, you know, wish their friends farewell for a time. And so we, we offered them the weekend to get their things prepared and to, to be off campus for safety reasons. And then we uh, had our faculty uh, going to training, online training, because some of them had been pretty adept at, at online. Some had never really um, been as fully immersed in it as they, they could have been. And so we wanted to make sure we had some fairly decent training for them. So we spent two days of the following week the 16th and 17th training up faculty to be able to engage in an emergency um, uh, delivery of, of classes through technology. And uh, we started online on, on <clears throat> the 18th 
Um, so we straddled St. Patrick's Feast and St. Joseph's Feast Day and in, 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 in moving our things online on the 18th, and, and we've been having holding classes and uh, certain cer- various ceremonies as well, like our honors ceremony through online. The fact we've been very adept at kind of trying to figure out how to engage students and keep them involved that way. And we'll be finishing the semester um, in just about uh, another week here. We, 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 we start finals on the 1st of May, and uh, we would have had graduation, would have been held down in Winona for the undergraduates on, on the 9th, but that has been had to be postponed and, and delayed at this point. So could you give our listeners just a kind of an idea, what would a, right now, what would a typical day for a professor and for a student, what would it kind of look like, or how, how would they do that? And then, and then also, what will there be a graduation at some point? Sure, sure. So... Um, I'm not as sure what the student day would look like. I can make a guess at it. <laughs> the faculty day, I, I'm, I have a little bit better glimpse into Our faculty are, are especially if they're teaching um, two or three times a week, um, they're teaching multiple sections. So they're actually engaging with the students through the, the Zoom technology where um, for those of a certain age, um, I, I always compare it to the Brady Bunch, uh, the beginning of the, of the Brady Bunch <laughs> where they have those little boxes and people are looking up and down and, and all over so we, we students, uh, the faculty are hosting students through the Zoom, which many people have heard that I'm sure by now. But uh, the Zoom technology, which allows uh, teleconferencing, and they can go through the classes. and And so the faculty are are on classes, but they're also then being available to students um, through office hours, virtual office hours, through online questions that they can um, ask the faculty, through preparing additional materials that the students might need. Um, and then through other things that faculty typically do, like correcting papers that they've asked them to submit or preparing um, study guides for them and, and so forth. So really, um, uh, I'd say the faculty days are still pretty robust, and, and it's also offered them some time to, to perhaps catch up on some reading that they, they might not have been able to do because they save a little time uh, not having to walk back and forth to classrooms and whatnot. Um, though they certainly have, um, you know, alerted me that they very much missed having the student interaction, and that's good to hear because <laughs> mm-hmm. we, we um, the, the person-to-person interaction, I should say. Um, so, And for a student, I think it's, it's probably a little more challenging for, for a student because they're not in that same routine of having athletics and practices and extracurriculars and in, in mixed in with their schedule. Um, uh, being part of, uh, you know, the worshiping community and being part of um, spirituality groups and whatnot. And so there aren't those extra enhancements that help keep their schedule kind of focused. And I think, you know, going to an online class, you're on and off of it, and then it, it, I think it takes probably a bit more discipline um, in order to kind of keep themselves on track for a given day. Now, the fact that many of the places that they've gone to have... Um, shelter in place or some similar kind of thing in, in, in order, they're probably in their homes more um, than they would be if they were, you know, on on, on a break, um, a normal break. But um, also, I understand that it's not always, in, in some of our, our families, with, with larger families, it's not always easy to find just a quiet place to go do your studying or, or, or even uh, check into class. So they have their own uh, challenges, some of them that they're dealing with, but they, but they think they're for the most part, they've really um, adapted and um, and have learned ways to work through uh, this, mm-hmm. this disruption, if you will. 
Well, for those who are just joining us, you're listening to Real Presence Live with Father Jason Leffer and Father James Gross joining you from uh, the Diocese of Fargo. And we have the president of St. Mary's Seminary, uh, I'm sorry, St. Mary's University in Winona, Father James Burns, uh, joining us here uh, for this interview. Now, Father Burns, in addition to being an administrator, you know, as a priest, you are uh, a shepherd of souls and in, in a peculiar way when it comes to that university environment. So we'd like to just hear, and you were starting to share some of this with regard to the uh, adjustments of the students uh, to uh, this uh, new normal here during the remainder of the spring semester. Could you share with us some just kind of spiritual reflections, uh, maybe that, uh, you know, others within the community have been uh, sharing with you about, about, you know, what this time is like for them and how to, um, and, and, and how to make the best of it? Sure. So, I mean, one of the things we, we uh, wanted to be very mindful of being uh, a, a Catholic university in the LaSallian tradition was that we didn't lose that uh, sense of our, our religious and spiritual heritage in the midst of all this. So our campus, our um, campus ministry and our uh, vice president for our mission ministry, um, Brother uh, Stephen Markham, and also Sister Mary Elizabeth Ann, who's the director of campus ministry, made, really made an effort and have been continuing to make an effort to move some aspects of, of uh, connecting with, with folks around spirituality um, and, and, their, and, and our heritage very much uh, a present. So each time we put out an update that goes out, um, our university update to students and to faculty and staff, uh, we always have kind of a, either a scripture quote or a quote from, the, from St. John Baptist de La Salle, um, kind of highlighting, you know, the, the, the importance of working through uh, difficulties and, and challenges, but also being very aware of the of the um, way in which we bring God into this, and we and we and we bring kind of the the whole Easter season into this. Of course, the life, death, and resurrection of Christ, and and how that can stand as a helpful support to all of us during this time. So that's that's some of the pieces. Sister <laughs> recently did she did a, a, an outdoor uh, stations of the cross that was um, uh, you know available. Uh, via live streaming for for folks to participate in, we've also had lots of different resources on our on our campus website for folks, um, Catholic and non-Catholic, because we do have um, students who are who are not Catholic of other faith traditions that um, but that they might find some benefit from the, the the Christian faith in this as well. So, making sure that we um, are attentive to that and and to their spiritual growth and needs, and then I've written several small. Um, in addition to my more business-like uh, letters to the community, I've written a couple pastoral, if you will, letters just about the time we're in and how to stay focused on what is, what's really meaningful in life and, and, and how Christ really, uh, if we put Christ at the center of all of us, it, it really, no matter what we ha- endure, it, it will come out making sense because it'll make sense in Him. You know, Father Burns, like, you know, as Christians and at the heart of being Christian is God always brings good out of we could say evil or difficult, challenging times. I was just thinking as you're describing this whole new thing that just dropped out of nowhere and you had to reinvent everything. What do you think, like looking forward when things get more normal, how could this impact how education happens in the future? Might might some of the things we've discovered here, what your professors and students are discovering, might that carry over into how education is communicated in the future? Sure, I think I think a couple things on that. One is I hope it makes us more appreciative and how precious um, being together in person, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, in that in that tangible way, 
and that we we show forth that we have a greater, a greater sense of respect and some of the things that you know St. John Baptist de La Salle and the Twelve Virtues of a Teacher espoused. I think those come to the fore in this. But I also think that there are ways. Um, I've been very mindful since I uh, became president, and one of my initiatives has been on character and virtue strength. And how can we, as we come back in whatever format, whether it's going to be partially online or, or you know, some folks have already been saying maybe the fall might be um, online as well. Uh, we don't know yet, you know, but we can still be very mindful. We have this time now to prepare. How do we integrate um, within an, 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 uh, an online delivery? How do we integrate those important principles of character and virtue across the curriculum um, with, with faculty and, and bring that language that rich language into the lives of students, because I really believe that if we do that, we will be able to um, create within the various communities that our students and faculty are this sense of living um, more virtuously. Even, even I was on a conversation with some Lasallian presidents, and we talked. To, we were talking about how helping students just be more um, mindful of of some of the virtues will help when they when they come back to campus in terms of. How do they respond to each other in dorm life? How do they? Uh, how are they more respectful of, of of that sense of you know? Um, I need to be I need to be you know uh, more careful about my habits, um, what I do, um, how I how I engage with others. Uh, you know, the, the old saying, "Cleanliness is next to godliness." <laughs> There's a part of that 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 comes forward even uh, you know teasingly in this that there, there's aspects of. The way in which virtue already sets us up for this, it's there. But I think we've we've sometimes lost the language or, or the um, the ability to be habituated in virtue. I think that in and of itself will help create an even uh, more uh, fruitful and profound meaning of to their experience as as students and as, as faculty together. Wonderful, and I think it's so important that uh, we remember not only just in terms of a Catholic perspective, but a human perspective, that need for community, of uh, being able to share life together in, in meaningful ways, which I think a lot of people who maybe not, uh, you know, were thinking about that before, you know, or were maybe taking it for granted, mm-hmm. will certainly not uh, will certainly not do so once this uh, is over. But uh, Father Burns, we know that uh, your time is very valuable. We thank you for taking a few minutes to visit with us. Be assured of our prayers uh, for you and for all of the members of that university community as you go forward. Really appreciate it and, and, and know that our, our university community will also be praying for, for all of you, your communities, uh, the, faith, uh, the faith, uh, faithful that are out there um, listening, and um, also for, for mm-hmm. um, all the good work you do in this ministry. Thank you and God bless. Well, it's a two-way street. Much appreciated. Uh, blessings to you um, the rest of your day. So thank you. we Thank you very much, Father. So, um, we're going to be uh, turning things over for uh, in just a moment here to uh, Eli at Command Central. And uh, just a reminder that uh, Encore presentations of these uh, Real Presence Live broadcasts are available on Saturdays beginning at 6 a.m. Central Time, 5 a.m. Mountain Time, and, and uh, going on during the day consecutively from Monday through Friday. And so we need to, uh, before we uh, wrap things up for today's show, uh, hear about what's coming up in our next episode. So, Eli, take it away. Alrighty, thanks, Father. Here's what's coming up on our next show. That's going to be Monday morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network, hosted by Brad Gray and Janine Bitson. They'll be coming to you live from our Fargo studios. Dr. Todd Ferguson of Prairie Naturopathic Doctors will talk about staying physically healthy in this time of pandemic. 
Andrea Thomas of The Vigil Project will talk about how to thrive in a time of crisis. And Emily Leadham, Director of Marriage, Family, and Respect Life from the Diocese of Sioux Falls, will talk about creatively building the domestic church. Plus a whole lot more, of course, the RPR Rosary and Daily Mass with Father Kyle Metzger. That and a whole lot more coming up Monday morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on The Real Presence Radio Network. Right back to you. Thank you very much, Eli. You know, Father Leffer, I've been thinking a lot in recent days here about, you know, as the resumption of life in our parishes uh, kind of unfolds, however and when, you know, that happens, how to really just reawaken uh, things, you know, in our communities and and re-engage with people. Um, I was wondering if you had any uh, thoughts about that as well, like in your own own context. yeah, you know, there's so many things possible, and it all it all depends, doesn't it, on how things get lifted or that kind of thing. But, you know, I'm I'm thinking already, you know, hopefully in the near future, maybe even if it's not giving out communion, but with limited numbers of people or spread out or something, that we can begin the practice of people coming into the church again for mass. You know, I mean, that would be something. You know, I, who knows? But I know there's a lot of people who are just longing and chomping at the bit to be together again with the sacraments that that seems like a huge thing i'm I'm thinking too like a lot of us priests we're probably going to have a lot more technical knowledge when when this resumes and maybe a lot of our ministry is going to be affected by all the the technology that we've been practicing to try to communicate with our people that might have a huge impact as well i would think Mm-hmm. Yep, it's not a matter of just dropping what we've been taking up here, you know, once uh, restrictions are lifted, but looking at ways to be innovative, maybe, to uh, to, to incorporate some of those I know, things. I know Pope Francis put out a warning on Sunday about how he's worried about, like, kind of a new Gnosticism where, the, like, somehow, like, we, we won't be necessary to get together anymore, that we just do it through media and so forth. And he's like, no, 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 we we got to be careful here, people. This we're, We are right. incorporated, you know, the corporate body of Christ physical and spiritual. So. Yep, to, to share life uh, as it's meant to be shared and to um, uh, share the, the, the joys and the struggles, you know, as, as community has been modeled to us in uh, generations past in our home parishes and, and other contexts. Well, Father Leffer, thanks so much for taking the time to join me today as uh, we've been on this Real Presence Live program and uh, we continue to offer our prayers and our support to everyone, especially those who are uh, putting themselves at greatest risk, uh, Employees at nursing homes, hospitals, clinics, uh, other sorts of healthcare institutions. Uh, know that our prayers and our love is uh, poured out to you, and we will get through this together and uh, be able to resume things. So until then, on behalf of Father Leffer, Father James Gross, uh, wishing you a great rest of your day and a blessed weekend. God bless you. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.